home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone, Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen, JJ and Alex bringing you the program as usual. Uh, Jeremiah Jensen, of course, KSL 5 television in the evenings. A sit-down conversation with Walker Kessler. Uh, and I think we're going to bring that out to you to you at some point this week. Maybe tomorrow? We don't know. I'm always, I, and because I'm, Am I a bad person for asking you this? I was like, just in case, we gotta get that. Th- we gotta we gotta get that thing a listen before uh, the before trade Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I I'm, feel I'm not pretty to- comfortable they wouldn't move Walker. Yeah, but so in, in the current state of the Utah Jazz, anything's possible. But yes, why not? Let's hope not. I'm not saying da- I'm not saying Danny Ainge is. Uh, we already know that he rules nothing out. It's not he. I mean, think about things in the grand in the grand scheme in the grand NBA scheme. Where do you go? You don't. If you're calling about Walker Kessler, forget it. He's untouchable. You know that. Michael Jordan, Walker Kessler. Like no, everybody is potentially a deal maker. What would a deal for Walker Kessler require for you to pull the trigger? I don't know. Uh. How many first-round draft picks are, are the Jazz allowed to have in their back pocket? Is that unlimited? No limit. But they can't use them. They just can't get picks from a team that are back-to-back years. They have to spread them out. Okay. That's why the 27, 29, Correct. 25, all yeah, that stuff. That's an NBA rule. It's like, it goes back to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the early 80s that basically well, got rid of all the Think picks. about what they did to get him, right? Trade Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> And they get Walker Kessler and I don't know who else in that deal, except for just another. Oh, Malik uh, Beasley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Bunch um, of picks. Couple picks at least, right? Well, the pick that turned out to be uh, Keontae George. Yes. Right? Walker Kessler and Keontae George, same same trade group. Part of the same trade deal. Yes. Yeah. So the answer is they already did all that work to get him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's obviously better than a 22 overall pick. I think we've sort of agreed on that, right? There's no doubt. We were just talking about how crazy the – we were talking a little bit earlier about how crazy the NFL picks suddenly just turned worthless, right? Like, it's more important to have a first-round pick in the NFL draft, and, and it's and it's tougher to – I don't know. I don't want to – I'm not going to say Walker is, is one of those guys. But, by the way, fun day to get him today, right? After probably the game of his yeah, it was season great to so see far, him. great to talk to him. Uh, yeah, he, there was a big smile on his face. I think still the team a nice felt kid. Still the best. Walker's as good as he. <laughs> you, you, you know, we we uh, we uh, interact with professional athletes quite a bit, and they're all different. They're yeah. they're human beings. They're yep. all different. But uh, Walker is the most approachable, um, down to earth, easygoing, easy to talk to, easy to spend time with. Seven foot professional athlete I've covered here in this market. Yeah. And he's he's just fun. 
everything he just so there's just a fun uh thing about him where he just enjoys life and enjoys being he doesn't take anything too serious that's cool but uh it was fun to hang out with him today and uh, you'll see that interview in full on ksl sports live this weekend but because we love you our loyal listeners on jj and alex on 97.5 the ksl sports zone you will get to hear it first there you go all right that's JJ's commitment. You can hear it first here. You can see it. All right. <laughs> on KSL Sports Live this weekend. Wild. Okay. Uh, our program is always brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar, perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. Now, uh, we were just having this discussion uh, a little bit ago, and I was absolutely flabbergasted by the idea of the Big Ten and the SEC making another deal. Well, this isn't a deal. It's an agreement, not really on paper. But whether or not the future of the of, of the college football playoff gets kind of uh, thrown to the side before it even starts up, or at least the rumors of another championship getting fired back up because the Big Ten and the SEC want to do it their way, that's going to be the uh, beginning of this of this hour here. So let's kick off the program as we always do right here with the cut. Let's jump in right here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, G2G bars, as I mentioned, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G bar is the perfect protein bar. And also, uh, the folks at Trajan Wealth, T R A J A N Wealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. So, the Big Ten and the SEC have gotten together and have at least tried to sort of agree on some type of agreement between the two of them that would make a and it's not a scheduling agreement it's not a it's not them trying to figure out if if they're not doing some investigation into whether or not they're important enough to totally break off from college football yet but they are looking at this advisory group and they're looking at this and what they see as, quote-unquote, significant challenges facing college athletics. Now, let me be clear. There are significant challenges that face college football and college athletics in general. Specifically, the NCAA is ruining it. And we've all noticed that. We've all known that. The thing is, is the college football playoff, as it stands right now, is not an NCAA activity. It's not run by the NCAA. But every so often, like last week, inexplicably, you have the NCAA who rolls up and tries to flex their stupid muscles in front of everybody so that everyone can start to wonder why exactly we have any kind of relationship with the NCAA, including the Big Ten, including the SEC. This is why this advisor group has been made, JJ, because of last week... They were put over the top with another another moment, another instance where the NCAA leaks all of these different rules violations, quote-unquote rules violations, when it comes to NIL, uh, about Tennessee. And Tennessee and everybody else looking around going, you guys, we're trying to do this the correct way, but the NCAA just keeps getting in the way. And I get it. We don't want to see college athletics become – a totally wild, wild west, which it already has kind of become. 
We don't want it to just be the Big Ten and the SEC. That is for certain. But if a 60-team mega conference were to break off and become its own college football entity, and maybe even college athletics, we would be right there with them. We would be watching it right alongside them. I hate the idea that it would become a mega conference, but we know that this is the direction that it's it's going, JJ. Yeah. The question is, can local teams here, namely Utah and BYU, be invited to that moment if, in fact, they do break away from the NCAA, which I'm assuming they're going to do one day? I don't know is the answer I'm going to say right now because I don't know what this would look like, and I don't know how serious this would be to – what you're talking about with basically what everyone's been pointing to is eventually there's going to be a break from the NCAA for college football at its highest level, the elite college football programs. And namely here, this is the Big Ten and the SEC getting together and saying, we run the show now and we're going to act like we run the show now and we're going to fix things. That's essentially what they want to do here. They want to turn college football as they know it at their level into something that's different and separate from what the NCAA is doing. They don't want the NCAA involved anymore, and I get that. They shouldn't want the NCAA involved. The NCAA has showed that it's not equipped and it's not competent enough to handle today's college football, NIL, everything involved in it. So it's different. So what does this mean for the future of college football? Well, it's going to be influenced by what they want to do. It's It also is interesting in, in some of these things. So, look, this is a 259-word release, so there's a lot here. But one of the things they talk about is this is this is a chance to remodel what's left of the collegiate model. I don't know what that looks like. What do they want it to look like is what we should be answering, right. asking. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what I think or what I perceive. It's what they want. And if it's the Big Ten and the SEC making these decisions, that should make – Utah and BYU fans nervous. But how many teams would be involved in this? How far does it go? Does it even go that far? I don't know. Does How much does this change? Here's I don't the, know. Here's the thing. What do makes, they want to do? I don't know. Right. There's too much vagueness in what they're saying well, here. But it's clear that the Big Ten and the SEC want to swing their sword and turn college football into what they want it to become. Right. The they future. want to be the ones that help form what, well, not help. They want to be the ones to make the decisions, and they frankly have all the power to be able to do it. The power that they have is not necessarily even money. I mean, eventually it is because it comes down to the TV networks, but the TV networks aren't the ones that are making this decision. It says, these challenges included but not limited to recent court decisions, pending litigations and a patchwork of state laws, and a complex governance proposal, and complex governance proposals, have compelled the two conferences to take a leadership role in developing solutions for a sustainable future of college sports. It's a lot to just say this. The Big Ten and the SEC have no problem doing their own thing. Because if you're going to say that we're breaking your rules, then we're going to make our own rules. You know why? NCAA, you're not big enough and bad enough to do anything about us. You need us, not the other way around. Yes, they know it. That's the message I think that That's is number one here. Then the the other the other thing which we don't know is what would that mean if they were to break away. So then we get the different versions of what a breakaway super conference could look like. 
of which I've seen many different models and many different suppositions of what that could look like. And some of which have participation from Utah and not BYU being invited to a super conference. Some versions that have neither Utah nor BYU invited to that, mostly just a Midwest and kind of what basically already is the Western version of the Big Ten, which is your big California schools, Washington and Oregon. And then they leave out basically everybody who's located here in the West or in the Midwest, or sorry, the Mountain West. Not the Mountain West Conference, but here in the Intermountain region, right? Including Arizona schools. I've seen as many as 80 schools. I've seen as few as 45 in these different models. Could it just be that the Big Ten and SEC break off with their 32 teams and call it a day? We don't know. I don't know. It's possible. Could you imagine a world where Vanderbilt somehow has a voting right. share at the table or Rutgers or Maryland? Fill in the blank with all the schools that we already just make fun of of them right. being a part of these quote-unquote huge conferences. Auburn right? lost to New Mexico State last year. Give me a break. They at least have a national championship of recent memory to right. uh, hang their hat okay, on. Okay, sure. Right? And so – there are schools that you look at and you go, I can't believe that school would be invited before this school would be. And there'd be a lot of argument. What version of the ACC are we going to see in the future? Is that going to – is Miami and Florida State – are Miami and Florida State, are they going to be a part of an ACC in the future? Is North Carolina – obviously, in terms of big brands in the ACC, North Carolina, Florida State – and even Miami, those are the ones that people talk about the most. Obviously, in basketball, Duke is a, is a big player. But after that, that's it. The North Carolina and the Jordan brand that subsequently follows it is a huge deal. I don't know where it, I don't know where it ends well, up. Well, let me share this. And, and this is – I'm going to lean on somebody who knows college football as good as anybody in this market, and it's Kyle Whittingham. What he, he, is, he said publicly that he feels that at some point it's inevitable – you know, you want to call it a super conference or super conferences or or just like the top elite college football programs break off and form their own right. basically pro league. Is it only football too? Is that what we're only talking about? Football, right. Only football. Only um, football. Chip Kelly had some great ideas that he shared in bowl season about what should take place and how easy it would be to do and how there needs to be a commissioner. I agree with all that. And like I think Kyle Whittingham's dead on is that's where this is headed because once this, once the SEC and Big Ten take over, I guess you call it governing power, yeah. where what they want and the sword they swing is more powerful than the NCAA, guess who's in charge? The SEC and the Big Ten and their commissioners. Eventually, you could see that breaking off, forming a commissioner, you know, hiring a commissioner and then forming some kind of thing. We're getting closer to that than ever before, and this announcement – feels a little bit like the start of something. I don't know what it is yet. Like, as I said, I don't want to start getting all panicked and thinking, oh, this is – here we go. Okay, from our standpoint this here is the, locally. This is the start of something. Right. And does this impact Utah and BYU? Absolutely. Right. Because we're finally in this position, at least we thought we were, where these two schools were finally on equal footing among college football's elite, where they were part of a – quote unquote power five conference which is now a power four conference but then you see this and you're like okay reality smacking us in the face that there's a power two 
It's the Big Ten and the SEC. Can the Big 12 remain close? Can the ACC remain close? I don't know. You ready for the teams? Where's that the I money? Saw? Where's the power? Right. Where's, who's who's got the pull in the networks? All that kind of stuff. We know who it is. Did you, you're ready for the teams that I saw booted out of the uh, sure. early version of this. Yeah. Out of the Big Ten, gone Minnesota, gone Purdue, gone Maryland, gone Indiana, gone Illinois, gone Northwestern, That's gone cold. Rutgers. The Big Twelve, gone Iowa State, gone Cincinnati, gone Houston, gone Texas Tech, gone Kansas. Now that's football, and that is based off of less recency bias, right? Because Kansas, I feel like people would look like and go, "You got to bring, you got to keep those cats in there." Gone from the Pac-12, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Stanford, Arizona, California, Oregon State, Washington State. We've already seen Oregon already State and Washington seen, State get right, the boot. Right. Now, so that is West Coast Division. You ready for this? This is a 40-team sure. model that I saw. A 40-team model. 40-team. All right. SC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. That's your West Coast Division of this 40-team. Mountain and Plains Division. Utah, Kansas State, BYU, Boise State. Boise State would be a part of that? <laughs> I guess. It's according to this. What are you reading? Uh, Where's okay. your, what's your source? Well, Who now, made that up? A now defunct uh, Sports Illustrated. A defunct Sports <laughs> Illustrated article. From a few months ago. Oh, man. Look, I mean, that's Notre fun. Notre Dame, it's Wisconsin, fun. Iowa, Nebraska. Iowa! It's fun to speculate and throw all these things together. I that's know. fun if you're a college football fan. What is the reality of all this? Where is it going? I don't know. Yeah. But it's clearly moving towards pulling away from the NCAA, forming a large group of teams, whether it's the Big Ten and SEC alone with the 32, or restructuring and re-choosing and re-picking who's part of that. We don't know. You ready for the but lo- we got a preview because hey. we saw it happen last hey, summer. Hey, Jeremy, you ready for the Lone Star Division? The Lone Star Division. Texas, Texas A&M. A&M's like, we just, we just, please. They made it? That's uh... TCU and Baylor. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wait, they did, made you not, it. did you not say Texas Tech? Texas Tech was eliminated the first round. What about Rice? Are the Owls involved? <laughs> the Owls involved. The Owls and Van- the Vanderbilt of the South. <laughs> right. Vanderbilt and Stanford. And Stanford got eliminated. That's how, that's how tough this is. All right. We'll take a break. My goodness. I'm glad we got it all figured out. I'm glad. So Here's all we figured out today is college football is drunk. <laughs> go what, go what, home. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's just so much I don't know, which is weird, right? Yet the sport has never been more fun. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? The sport has never been more interesting. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we got to do this. This is part of our Monday situation. You ready? If you heard DJ and PK this morning giving out their Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Week, be calling number 12 right now, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. DJ and PK give the play out. It's the play that they pick for the play of the week. And then you can call right now and get yourself a prize right now. 801-575-ZONE. That's call number 12 to 801-575-ZONE. 801-575-9663. With an impressive lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs, no wonder people are switching to Chevy. Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. Uh, Jeremy, you feeling... Generous with a with a clue this week. Well, let's see. There were one sport played over the weekend on multiple levels. There's mm. no NFL. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no football. Mm. Any football. Soccer doesn't count. Got the hardwood. That's about it. So. Okay. All right. A basketball play of some sort. Eight zero one five seven five zone. 
Be calling number 12 right now. Get yourself a prize. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We've got our our NFL Blitz on top of it, a best and worst. You don't want to miss any of it. Stay right here 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back. It is 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. It's officially Super Bowl week. We discussed a little bit about some of these Super Bowl stories already, JJ, but uh, of course, it's our NFL bliss, which means we've got NFL stuff to talk about. All right? It's not over. All week. Let's just milk it because... (laughs) Hey, the NFL never stops. It's 365, 24-7. I got a taste this weekend trying to pretend like I liked the Pro Bowl. How hard was Sunday? But here's the problem is that they they were trying to be like, look how many points they scored. Oh, and look at all these guys. And I was like, I don't – it was so hard. And I forget. Every year I trick myself into thinking, no, we all need a break from the NFL. But there's no such thing. We no, don't need a break from football. And I get it. <laughs> uh, even with all the hirings and firings and all the news and stuff that goes on, I still am like, oh, boy, after this week, it's going to be really, really bad. Uh, okay. We got a couple things going on. You got some hirings. Guess what? You know the weirdest thing we don't understand, and, and none of us really get what Eric Bieniemy's deal is, right? I'll like, stick into this. I think that there's a we've heard tale of him being kind of a hard coach, right? Like he is, he has these uh, marathon practices. You know, you're running gassers, and you know it's one thing to be a hard worker. It's another for these NFL guys to be like, hey, man. We've seen this like Quinn Snyder got that reputation sometimes, yeah. right? Where it was like, dude, why are we why are we why are we having practices that are this long? How much is too much? How how much is too much intensity? You know, where do you draw the line as a coach? Right. Because you're motivated and driven to be great. This Eric Bieniemy situation, where he goes from being one of the most sought after offense coordinators in the league to unemployed, is I'm I don't understand it. But I also haven't been inside the locker room and the inner workings of these teams. He was so successful at Kansas City, and it worked so great with the Chiefs. You kind of understand that you know, going to the commanders, I realized what he was trying to do, get out of under the shadow of, of Andy Reid and, right. and the Chiefs. You know, this is, I'm, I can be successful in another Start place. Start his whole thing, but... But now like it's, it's crazy that he could be out of coaching and never got that opportunity we thought he was going to get as one of the top offense coordinators in the league. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like I mean it's different because he was in Kansas City for so long, but Brian Johnson kind of that same thing where suddenly he goes from being the guy who everybody wants to, well I don't know if it's working out. I mean <laughs> it's you, crazy. You have you have Nick Sirianni basically firing everybody around him so that he can keep his gig. In in, in Dan Quinn's case, obviously you've got to start off and do your own thing and bring in your own people. But Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury, I just don't know where that marriage is going to go. It, it just is like it has the makings and I know that I think that the hair I think Josh Harris owning the commanders is amazing I think this is way better obviously Dan Snyder sucked right the worst and this guy potentially could be the best like he, he could be a really really good owner but right now he just kind of you just hire whoever people kind of go did you like him yeah yeah well let's let's hire him I guess he had some success in Dallas as a defensive coordinator uh and then he comes in and goes, I'm going to hire this other guy that was a total disaster at the place he was last coaching at. I just don't get how guys get – we don't do this in our business, do we? We, do, we don't. We shouldn't. In most businesses, they go, oh, no, you failed over there. We're not going to – you're not going to fail up 
Well, we do it now. I guess we do it. <laughs> <laughs> every, it happens everywhere. <laughs> it happens everywhere. But I mean, like, because it's about network. It's about trust. It's about who do you know. But I, and, and it's time. hard to go out and get something new and different. And one of the problems in the NFL that I think the, the, where the NFL has really suffered, even different from the other leagues, is just the inability to be creative and to take chances and risks and try to think outside of the box. It's a copycat league. It really is. And it's a network of good old boys. You know what I mean? Like you don't you see the same regurgitated hires over and over again and somebody gets a head job and all of a sudden, oh, this guy's back in the league. Wait. How many like I thought he we got rid of him. No, <laughs> how no, is no, he no. still in the league coaching? There and are, there there's some, these other guys aren't getting opportunities. Right. You're like, "Oh, I we all get it because we all live it in our own businesses." There are so there are some that have spent their welcome so much that they've over they've overstayed their welcome so much that you go and there's no way this guy's going to get a gig again and then suddenly they kind of do Matt Patricia's one of those guys who fell really really far and I just don't I don't think he's fooling anybody anymore it might be the case where he might speaking of Belichick guys who are fooling people I got really depressed today as a Washington Huskies uh-huh. fan Bill Belichick's kid is going to be the defensive coordinator at the Washington Huskies how does this freaking work how does this work they're hiring the guy who five seconds ago was – I mean, I guess video coordinators have had success across the NBA. <laughs> I was to tell myself, hey, isn't that what uh, – isn't that what – isn't that what, uh, you know, half of these coaches now who are 31 years old, like they five seconds ago they were, you know, helping out recruiting at some Division three school and then suddenly they're the head coach somewhere. If his last name's Belichick, is he getting that job? Uh, if his last name's not Belichick. not Belichick? I don't know. No, absolutely not. But – isn't this the punk with the mullet? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, did he, he had to get the haircut before no. he did the. All right. No, of course not. He probably showed up in a uh, cutoff Jed sweatshirt Fish. just like Dad. Jed Fish hired well, the Jed, mullet from the mullet Belichick kid. Jed Fish is a odd dude. Oh, for, well, and he's on a staff with him for five and a half seconds. Obviously, when they were there at uh, at New England. Yeah. But he was probably at that point wasn't he just like a seventeen year old? Like he's like, like, like that, walking yeah. around. Anyway, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of other ties and other names in college football, boy, I guess I should just divorce myself all the way from the Seattle teams that I have. <laughs> just just, just say no. Jim Harbaugh's kid is now also the, the Seattle Seahawks special teams coordinator. This is where my life is now. I guess I'm a big Harbaugh fan and a big Belichick fan because the teams that I've watched for so many years have now hired those guys. That's how long. How Jim Harbaugh's kid is 34 years old? I guess so. I get. I, I didn't even know he oh, was. Oh, your last name's Harbaugh. You're hired. Yes. Oh, you think he, you think Dad didn't make a couple calls? You didn't. <laughs> he, you don't think he was like you? Can, you can find a place for Crazy. Mikey. Yeah, this we is, all we all hate it, right? We uh, all hate it because we've all rad. dealt with it in our lives, and we hate seeing it happen. And and it happens on a big scale in the NFL. It's no different than any other business or any other part of life. So this is something I learned a long time ago: is that a really really high draft pick after a couple of years, is not worth anything. And draft picks in the NFL are, first-round draft picks are extremely valuable. Yes. Sometimes I think overvalued, a little bit. As a Broncos fan, let me tell you how important they are. <laughs> so, Justin Fields, apparently, if the rumors are true, the Caleb Williams thing may happen. They may end up uh, picking him first and getting rid of Justin Fields, and it looks like his market value would be worth about a mid-second round Isn't pick. Isn't that crazy? It's bonkers because this is a guy who you feel like you do you feel like it's Justin Fields who's the problem? Do you feel like no. it's the organization? Yes. 
Is it Matt Eber- Eberflus? And What's the last successful Chicago Bears quarterback? Name him. Go. Jay uh, Cutler's not not a good enough. He doesn't count. Okay, he doesn't count. You can't uh, come up with one. Is it Jim Harbaugh? It's probably Jim McMahon. <laughs> Mac Mahomes. You got to go back to the eighties. Oh my gosh. Jim Harbaugh is on that list though. He might he might be. He was a Bears quarterback. Well, I I just I I look at this now and I go, you're gonna keep doing this. Look, the Jets are going to have to do the same thing. They're going to offload Zach Wilson at some point, yeah. and he's not going to be worth hardly anything compared to what, what what they paid for him. And you know what? It's the best thing for both parties. And it's the best thing for him, for sure. Yeah. Whether or not it ends up being the best thing for the Jets, I don't know. But uh, in the end, yeah, that's a, that's exactly what's going to happen. If you're, you're Caleb Williams, it. where would you rather go? Yeah. No, I don't know. Bears, Commanders, Patriots? If you're what team what team could trade up that you'd want to go play for? What what's his desired destination? Look, Caleb Williams Where's he based, the best fit? Just based off of his uh of what we know about him. Yeah. Caleb Williams thinks he deserves the best all the time. And so he would prefer to be the number one overall pick, but also he would prefer to be on a uh Super Bowl caliber type team. So I'm sure he looks at it and goes, Well, I'm better than Brock Purdy. I should be on the 49ers. He might be better than Brock Purdy. Are, is he right now? Real? Come on. There's no way. This guy's going to cave. This guy caved in college. Do you think this guy's going to last in the Guess pros? Guess who his quarterback coach was last year? Cliff Kingsbury. How'd that go? Great. <laughs> Take him to, hey, Washington. Hey, you know what they're probably doing, too? Is it's, I bet Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's in there trying to convince those guys. Yeah. Because one hundred percent. Because what, who do they have right there? Uh, the how right? Isn't that what? It, uh, because they've they've tried their hand at all sorts of different guys, and if they're going to change everybody else over, they, they could probably convince Josh Harris to trade the farm to try to get a first round. Yeah, they're the not they're not set thing. on the quarterback that they've had. They're, they they that's an organization that's looking to make a big splash. I guarantee you, they're they're calling the Bears every day with offers trying to get up to number one to take Caleb Williams. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Dan Quinn hired Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator with the belief that they could make a deal work. That's an organization that's trying to make a big splash, and that's how they want to do it. Bro. But the Bears don't have to take their calls. (laughs) No, they don't. Hey, who's your Broncos Broncos quarterback going to be next year? Oof. Well, you just mentioned Justin Fields being on the trade block. Why don't the the Broncos go dangle what they got and – Apparently he's he's uh, he's available. Hey, I don't think it's realistic they could trade up to get Caleb Williams. I don't even think it's realistic they could trade up to get a Jaden Daniels. Hey, but but you know what? JJ McCarthy's not the guy I want. I was gonna say right now the mock drafts <coughs> more than one, including one on NFL.com right now uh. as we speak. Hey, you and uh, Scotty G can run some uh, celebration laps because you might get national champion quarterback J.J. McCarthy at the number 12 pick. You know what? I could be talked into it. No, you can't. I could be talked into it. Hold I think, on, I think it just you, you expect a guy to, to lead your NFL franchise to be a Caleb Williams type. You want to win big. You want to win Super Bowls. Can you win a Super Bowl with J.J. McCarthy as your quarterback? I have no idea, but I can't argue with the fact that he is a winner, and he did win a national championship, and he won a lot of Michigan – so there's something to that. How and maybe it, I'm underrating J.J. McCarthy. thousand percent. Maybe. How is it that Bo Nix goes, goes 30th in the draft and J.J. McCarthy's going 12th in this mock draft? We need well, to have a scout. Rather, 
You'd or, much rather or, have you'd much rather have uh, Bo Nix, wouldn't you? What's the knock on him? Too short? I don't know. What's the thing? It's a great question. What what can what can JJ McCarthy do that Bo Nix can't? What can JJ McCarthy do that Michael Penix Jr. Notes, can't? Checks now, notes on JJ McCarthy. Hands ball off hard. Yeah. Hands <laughs> like, not big enough. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what these NFL scouts really are looking good for. At handing the ball off. We need really to get good. somebody on our show that can explain it to us. There's some scouts out here. But I don't know, man. I don't know how they. I don't know how they split hairs with these guys. It's tough. It's a hard business, and we see how many teams blow it. You've seen how the Patriots blew oh, with yeah. Mac Jones. Let's uh, let's take a break. We got a best and worst coming up around the corner. Uh, yeah, just look. Let's uh, just let's do this. We'll put up. We'll put a pause. We'll put a bow in it, and we're not done with insane NFL news for the rest of the week. I mean, it's going to be coming. We're going to try to get it as much as we can because we don't know how long we're going to. I mean, how long is the Super Bowl, you know, tail going to have, you know? I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, you know what it is? UFL. It's going to be the rock. The UFL Blitz. <laughs> the rest of the spring. Minor league football. NFL Blitz turns to the UFL Blitz. We'll come back. 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. <laughs> Wrapping up the hour with our picks for the best and worst moments on today's show. As JJ and Alex want to hear your best and worst of the day. All right, yeah, best and worst. Here we go. Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen. That is the team that makes up JJ and Alex. Happy Monday to you. Happy Super Bowl week. It's official. Last week, I, you just feel sheepish talking about knowing that you have that extra week. And I know that Sly came on our show last week, and what was the excuse? Well, you got all these. You got to book travel for your family. It's it's chaotic. There's a lot going on. Yeah. You got to figure out the tickets, situation, Uh. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know, maybe maybe it is better that they have this week. Don't care about your family when I am <laughs> sitting around on a weekend and I have no idea what to do with myself. This is all about you, Alex. And you I, wanted football and you didn't get it. Now no. You're mad. I no, we got the we got the Pro Bowl. What did uh Puka Nakua win best catch? Yeah. On a wakeboard. On the wakeboard. Yeah. Did they shoot that like on a like on Tuesday? I'm <laughs> like really curious. That, how did they do? I'm this? really curious to know how that all went down. Let's go out to the lake. Hey, look, give the NFL credit. <laughs> it was a little creative. You barely could say that without with a straight face. <laughs> uh, you know, the NFL is trying hard. You know, was, uh, they, they were like really I, I've been it. saying it. Like the Pro Bowl, just name them to the Pro Bowl, but we don't actually have to have oh, a yeah. Pro Bowl. So I found the. Let's do the worst first. You ready for this? Yeah. The 49ers are upset with their Super Bowl practice field. Oh. Now, I don't know. Did you hear this? Did you? No. Did you, let's, oh. what, what's, what's, okay. What are they upset about? For, so, first of all, now I will I will say that there's a standard, obviously. And even when you're practicing, you better have a pretty good – like, they, they make sure these guys have a, a field they're practicing on. Obviously, they're practicing on grass because that's what you play on at uh, in an NFL stadium – well, when the, in in Vegas, the stadium there for NFL games is a grass field, yeah. and it's a good side field according to all experts. Great, great, great side field. Now, they put a practice field in for the 49ers. The Chiefs are practicing at a local uh, high school, which apparently has a pretty good grass situation. Not only that, it has an NFL hardness score, okay, which normally averages about a 78, okay. The 49ers field is considered in the 50s for its hardness score. That's where we're at right now. Now, not only that, they put it – so the practice facility at UNLV is what they're using. Okay. Now, the practice facility at UNLV has 
uh, turf. So what do they do? They put sod over the turf. Oh, no. <laughs> That's And normally, it's already being signed off on by the NFL in mid-December. They put it in last week. So, if you are a 49ers fan, I want you to circle this on your old uh, reasons we didn't win the Super Bowl possibility. But you saw the practice feel we were given. This is the These are the things that we worry about during Super Bowl week. I was today years old when I learned that the <laughs> NFL has a hardness, hardness score. score. They have the hardness score. No field being less than 70 in the league, by the way. Unacceptable. According to sources in the 50s. Now, I don't know if that means it's softer. Like 50, I would assume that 50 means it's... It's harder. Harder? They don't want to play on a hard surface. They want to play on a softer surface because it's easier on their joints. Right. Okay. That's why you want to play on grass. It's softer. How about the idea of just putting grass over turf? That's dumb. (laughs) We've seen it happen here. I've seen Uh, major soccer events that 15, 20 years ago here that we covered. I just love They they laid sod down on the turf at Rice Eccles Stadium, and that was a mess. Well... It worked. If you're one of those people that uh, believes in it, then, uh, then there you go. Now the best the best news since we're still on Super Bowl news the NFL is is reassuring everybody that there is full integrity despite the fact that the Super Bowl is being held in the nation's mm-hmm. capital for gambling. Yes. When you have to say something <laughs> I feel like you could have just not said anything. Isn't it obvious that you this is an to... issue we like are aren't we over this by now? By the way they're fine taking bets on it because they've of already gotten they in bed with all the Everybody's the in bed with the, the gambling websites. So then websites. why do you need to say that full integrity? There's no script here. The mob isn't involved. We haven't. This isn't preconceived oh, on how this is going to happen. All it does is make me wonder. Yeah. So that's where we're at. So the, uh, <laughs> the best is you can still make a bet on the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is being played in Las Vegas, and here we are. Already making excuses for why we know for sure it is uh, full integrity. Full integrity of this thing happening. All right. Uh, JJ, tomorrow we're going to listen. We're going to hear your uh, conversation with Walker Kessler. Let's roll it out. Is Let's tonight when you're going to play it on television? No, it's not going to play on television until the weekend. But oh, those we of you listening, it. those of you listening to JJ and Alex will get a. Get a sneak preview. Are you okay with us my... stealing it then? Why not? Okay. I, I work here too. All right. <laughs> we're going we're to do, do that. Let's do it. Yeah. The, Plus, that's something to look good, forward to tomorrow. It's a good night. And Walker it, was great, by the way. I was going to say it's a good time to get him because he had a heck of a freaking game last night. Yeah. And uh, so better at, you're not going to get him in a better mood no, after that kind of a win. So All right. Uh, we'll be back. More to go around the corner. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.